Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Palms podcast. I'm your co-host, Joe Roscoe, and so grateful that y'all are back. If you've been joining us the past two episodes, here we are, episode three. Really excited to kick this off. I just want to remind you all, if you want to try a free trial of Built for the Palms, you can go to www.builtforthepalms.com and you can try yourself a free trial where we help uh, aspiring cheerleaders who are hoping to make it to the pro cheer space. Perhaps you're in the pro cheer space or maybe you just love cheerleading and you'd love to train like one. Um, We are facilitating uh, all things fitness on an online app where you can interact with your own one-on-one coach. So check us out, billforthepalms.com. Give us a follow on the gram at billforthepalms. Uh, We're on YouTube. You can also watch this podcast. Perhaps you're watching right now. Um, Or if you're on anywhere that you're listening to your podcast, please rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We'd greatly appreciate it. All right, we're going to bring on our co-host, founder of Built for the Palms, boss lady herself, Jenny Smith. Hey, Jenny. Hey. Hey. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about the guest tonight. I feel like I'm going to say that every week. I'm really excited. But this this person is like a pro when it comes to pro cheer in every area, on every level. She, Her journey of being a professional cheerleader was 10 years long. So she's been on, I don't even know how many different teams. I'll let her tell you guys all of that. But she is one of my best friends. She was my roommate um, whenever we lived in Florida, when we were on Dolphins together. And now she owns her own bakery. So she's just very multifaceted. And I'm so excited to introduce you all to Jamie. Hey, Jamie Lynn. Hi, guys. Welcome to Bill for the Palms podcast. Thanks so much for being on with us. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm excited. So you two know each other, so I'm just going to step aside for a second, just let you all get to chatting. Yeah, of course. Jamie, so Jamie, actually, we lived together for three years, and she moved back to Texas. Sad. And so we haven't even, like, caught up in a while. It has. It's been a little bit. I've been really busy working on my bakery. I sell at the farmer's markets and I do custom orders in the Austin area right now. So it's been really fun and I'm just trying to stay in shape after not cheering anymore. It's a lot harder. (laughs) Girl, same. I feel like I was just thinking about that earlier, how whenever we were cheering, we were practicing just so much and our schedules were so busy. And now I'm like, oh my gosh. I can't just eat pizza every night anymore like I used to. <laughs> I know. I feel like that was our diet was pizza and leftover cake from me when we were Oh, my gosh. Office. The leftover cake. And Chick-fil-A. We got to sprinkle oh, in Chick-fil-A yes. every now and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when we were on Dolphins, we probably had at least 15 to 20 hours a week of cardio. It was so much. That was, was so our much. job. <laughs> the bakery that you worked at. So, Jamie, the bakery she worked at when she was here, they would always give her scraps. Like the leftover. Not. I say scraps like it's a bad thing. Like it it's tastes, not. It's it perfectly good. good. It just like didn't make it on the pretty cake. And there would just be like to-go boxes full of these scraps. And we would just be eating them in the locker room. Oh, those were the days. 
Those were the days. I remember Ashley just texted me a little while ago and was like, I miss your cake at practice. Oh. <laughs> and I'm oh. like, yeah. They'd get mad at me the days that I wouldn't bring any cake in. I was like, I'm sorry. Literally. We would be like, it would be like a water break and we'd run to the locker room and like shove cake in our mouth and then go back out and do like 12 kick lines. I don't know how we did that. No. Y'all are setting such a good example of this <laughs> podcast. Let me just tell you. <laughs> Live a healthy life. Eat cake every day. It's so, so Jamie, what I'm gathering from this is that, you know, baking, this isn't your first rodeo. Like you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I've pretty much, it's funny how it aligns, but I've pretty much been baking 10 years and cheering 10 years. It kind of started at the same time. Um, when I danced for the Dallas Stars, um, one of my teammates had a birthday and I was just like, I want to make you a birthday cake. It was my first ever cake. It is so embarrassing to look at the pictures. It was horrible. It barely even stayed intact, like on the way to the restaurant, but everybody loved it. And I had random people at the restaurant coming up to me, asking me for my card. And I'm like, this thing is so ugly, but yeah, sure. And it literally just took off from there. I did it for fun. And then in college, I was just working retail to support myself. And I'm like, why don't I just try and get a job at a bakery? And I went around all the bakeries in Dallas. Luckily, one of them hired me. And from there, I worked there for three years and went from assistant baker to the bakery manager. So I just worked my way up the ladder, learned a lot on the job, just taught myself everything. So I never went to pastry school. It's all pretty much self-taught and work, work experience. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Very her cool. cakes, just so you know, like, you know how normal cakes that are like, super elaborate and they look amazing they usually don't taste that good because they're like you know how people can make cakes yeah. that look like anything you can make a cake look like a tennis shoe well right. jamie, jamie does cakes like that that look insane but they also taste really good and i've like <laughs> i've never been able to like i've never found a, someone that can like make a cake that looks so great and tastes so great jamie's so talented i don't know how you do it thank you jenny <laughs> So it seems it seems like you kind of were figuring it out as you as you were going along and you, you said you climbed the ladder and you were doing that simultaneously with your cheerleading career. Uh, before we started, you had said that you started in the uh, NBA D League. Can you can you just start to uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your journey in uh, in pro cheer and and how that was for you? The ups, the downs, the goods, the bads. Oh yeah, there was plenty of highs and lows. Um, I think I I did the math at one point. I attended at least double the amount of auditions than the amount of teams that I made. It's a lot of, you know, you give it your all, sometimes you don't make it and you just gotta get back up, dust yourself off and come back better the next year. Um, but yeah, my first year I was cheering at Texas State University on their drill team. And I just didn't, I liked it, but I knew I wanted to do more. And I found out the Austin Toros, uh, NBA D League, they feed into the San Antonio Spurs. They had auditions and I drove all the way down from San Marcos to Austin for auditions and I made it, thankfully. And from there, I mean, it was really fun. It was eye-opening and my director on that team was so inspiring. And I'm like, yeah, I've always wanted to cheer in the NFL. And, but you know, I don't think I'm good enough. And she just was like that really encouraging. She was the one when I made the Dallas stars, which was the next team I danced for. She actually let me 
stay with her sister in Dallas and she drove up to support me. So she was a really good motivator. And if I didn't have her, who knows, I might've only ever danced for this small little NBA D league team. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And then from there I went to, I did five different uh, dance auditions that next year ended up making the Dallas stars. And I cheered there for two years, really fun. Got to shoot in my first swimsuit calendar, which that's like one of the perks. It's so fun <laughs> being girly and being sexy and doing photo shoots. Like that's, that's like an extra perk of being a cheerleader. It's really fun. And then um, I took one year off to graduate college. And then I went back, started at another NBA D league team. I went to the Texas legends and that was, a hard team to be on. Even though it was in the D League, um, it was very strict. You had to audition for all the dances. You know, if you weren't good enough, you weren't in them. And but it was a really good stepping stone to my next team, which was the Dallas Mavericks. So um, definitely a feeder team. There were three of us who went from the Legends to the Mavericks together. And once again, a really hard team to be on. It was you know, there might be practices you left crying because you didn't make a single dance that week or, you know, every week you were trying out. And I remember my, it was in finals um, at the end of Mavericks, end of the season. It was like, it ended up being our last game. But at practice, I never made any hip hop routines. I never would. I'd make the jazz routines. I'd make the novelty routines. But hip hop, that just wasn't my style. I'm like the redhead on the team. It didn't really go with me. But finally, uh, we we all tried out and we have to leave the room. And our director calls us in one by one to go to the formations. And she goes, Jamie, go center. And I'm like, I'm like drinking water sitting in the back. I'm like, wait, me? And everybody was cheering and like so excited. And I, I went to center and I just looked at her and she goes, you did good. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> And it was like greatest moment. But then funny enough, uh, with NBA, a lot of them are hot timeouts. So we're in the tunnel. I'm waiting to do this hip hop dance that I've trained all year for. And sure enough, they cut the timeout. Now it's a hot timeout. So we just go out and do tags. I'm like, oh, I worked so hard all year and I didn't even get to do it. Oh. But um, that was really fun. And then after that, I did the Allen Americans, which is where I met Jenny. And we danced on that team together. So I learned how, well, I already knew how to ice skate, I guess, from the Dallas Stars. So I skated again there and cheered there. Once again, another really good director. Um, and she helped me. I told her when I made Allen Americans, I go, I want to dance for the Dolphins. And she's like, okay, I can help you get there. And so I finally saved up enough money. And that next year I went down and Jenny tagged along with me and we had, <laughs> Another teammate, there ended up being like a dozen of us from Texas that all went to Miami that year to go audition. And I mean, mm -hmm. I dedicate everything to auditions. Like when I go in, it's not like, oh, I hope I make it. People are like, what are you going to do when you don't make it? And I'm like, or if you don't make it, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to make it. Like there's, I bought they a one-way ticket. All in. <laughs> I, Jenny I has it. seen my ridiculous calendars that I make. I make a countdown calendar of like, my workouts and when I have to practice and I have to kick five days a week and I have to stretch seven days and I have this whole ridiculous organized thing that I go through. But um, I just want to make sure when I go into auditions that I don't regret anything. So can you, 
Can we press pause and actually go into that? Because I think that a lot of people, myself included, would be curious about that. And I think that's kind of a testament to greatness is is preparation. So could you go into that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've done it the past three years for auditioning. And I actually print out on paper a full 30 days before the audition. And for those full 30 days, I'm on a very strict diet that I had a nutritionist help me with. Um, and of course, no alcohol. I'm limiting carbs, high protein, and counting my macros using an app to calculate all of that. Um, and Jenny knows I don't cheat. For those 30 days, I don't cheat. Like normally we might cheat with pizza and Chick-fil-A, but like those 30 days, there's no cheating. And as far as workout- I would, I would cheat, Jamie wouldn't cheat. <laughs> I can't even lie and say that I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Okay, the one year, uh, just a little funny story. At that bakery I was working at, they went peanut free. So I took home oh, yes. this giant bag of Reese's, like a huge bag of Reese's. Because they were like, we can't have it at the bakery anymore. Who wants it? I'm like, me, that's my there favorite candy. So, so at during audition times, I took a big black Sharpie and I was like, do not eat. And I shoved them in the freezer and I was like, we can't eat them until after audition. Um, but yeah, so very strict diet. And then as far as workouts, trying to think off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure it was three days a week. I had to do two a days. So I do it before work when I got home. And then I think it was five days a week. I had to stretch and kick. And so I would do for, I'd usually do eight eight counts and I would do that five times. And then in between them, I'd sit in my, both of my splits. Um, and then five days a week, I had to do 300 abs. So those are like my go-tos. And then beyond that, it was just, my workouts could fluctuate whether I wanted to do strength or cardio, as long as I was hitting those two a days, the abs and the kicks. And then I would have one complete rest day, including not stretching. Cause I learned on dolphins, that you can actually stretch too much. So that was another thing that I had a complete rest day that I could actually just not do anything. But yeah, that was, that's my calendar. And I would always highlight it and like make sure I did it. So cool. All right. Mm -hmm. well, th thanks for giving us the details on that. Yeah. Um, okay. So dolphins and then were there other teams after that? No dolphins was that I okay. made it. And then Second year I was co-captain, third year I was captain. And at that point I'm like, all right, it is 10 years. I'm the oldest one on the team. <laughs> it's time to retire. I've like done everything I wanted to do and more. I had no idea when I first auditioned for Dolphins that I would become a captain and that I would even have that opportunity. But, you know, it. I, I was able to be a co-captain my second year. And after that, it was like, no, I have to be a captain. Like I got this far, like mm -hmm. let's finish strong. I want to like, end my season on a high for sure. Wow. What, um, I guess, what lessons did you learn throughout the, the 10 years and, you know, what wisdom could you pass on to someone that, you know, is coming straight maybe off their first year or, or looking to break into the scene, you know, for the first time? Um, I think as far as, somebody new coming into the pro cheer, wor cheer world, you got to have a thick skin and, you know, be able to take things and bounce back on your own because you might hear hurtful things. You might hear criticizing things and you got to be able to 
uplift yourself. Luckily, like when you're on a team, you have teammates who have your back. And so, you know, you might be having a hard day and it just seems like the director is just criticizing every single thing you do. And it's just, you have those teammates who will back you up and make sure that you're supportive. But before you make a team, it's hard and you gotta, you know, be able to talk yourself out of it and give yourself enough confidence. I know it is so cheesy, but I would straight up talk to myself in the mirror before <laughs> auditions because I knew at auditions, like there's always going to be somebody who's prettier than you or who's skinnier than you or has better hair than you or whatever. There's always going to be somebody that's better you at something. So you have to remember that like when you walk out the door on the day of auditions, like I am the best that I can be right now. I am so hot. I worked 30 days for this abs and I've been stretching and kicking. My kicks are awesome. So that way when you go there and you do see those people who are like, wow, that girl's really talented. It's like, well, so am I. And like, you gotta have a little bit of confidence behind you um, for sure. And then yeah, it's, as- It's definitely a full package, right? Like if you're pretty great, but if you have no presence then, or no dance ability, then you only check one box and, and vice versa for all that. So yeah, it's definitely something that we're always telling our clients is that, you know, you're, you are your own self and there's no one else like you and that's your advantage. Yeah, definitely. And. That's why it's it's so hard to just say, don't compare yourself to others. But it's like, you really got to get in your head and not do that. Like I, it's so funny, but like every audition that I walked into, I would immediately scope out all the redheads. I'm like, <laughs> all right, where's my competition? Who are they? And it was funny when I auditioned for Dolphins my first year, there was one veteran redhead. And so she was in the center of the kick line and then it was me and then the other rookie redhead. And so I'm like, all right, they're only going to take one of us. It's one of us, me, me or the other rookie. And we're backstage and they're calling who made it. And they call the other redhead and I just bust out in tears. And I'm like, I'm not making it. Like they took their redhead. And so I'm like, I'm all upset backstage. And sure enough, they still took me. And they actually ended up cutting the veteran that was in between us. So it's just like, you never know. Like I was doubting myself and it's just like, heck, I beat out a veteran apparently, you know, like. You never, that's why you, you can't compare yourself to them. You know, I thought, oh, they're only going to take one redhead. Well, no, they took two. So, um, yeah, definitely you got to have that confidence. And How then that I would, oh, sorry. sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say with advice for girls who are already in the cheer, cheer world, that is such a tongue twister. I've messed <laughs> up on that like twice now. Pro but, cheer world. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think all of us take it so seriously as we should, because, you know, every year you have to re-audition and, you know, they're going to look at your attitude and they're going to look at your behavior, but it's also a, like, I guess when I'm outside looking in and I'm like, why was I stressing out so much about that one little practice or that one little thing I had to wear or like these now these stupid things that I was stressing out about and looking back on it I'm like I should have just been having fun where a lot yes. of the time Jenny knows this I'm like the <laughs> most organized OCD like everything has to be perfect so I'm like always hard on myself and always trying to like make it better and like I'm just like even looking back at my last year on dolphins I'm like why didn't I just have fun more I was it was my last year I was captain I'm like I should have just enjoyed it. Like I was so stressed out about everything. So I think that's something that it might be hard to let that sink in. But if you're in this already and you're cheering like really, really 
I think I definitely took in the moments. Like I still have great memories, but I think I could have just not stressed as much about it. At the end of the day, it is dancing and we love it. And that we're getting paid to do what we love. Like, yeah. That's incredible. funny that you bring that up because last week, uh, the last episode with Karina, we talked a lot about that and how we were just laughing at how like the silliest little things we thought were like the end of the world. Yep. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't get chosen to be in this photo shoot. And we were like, what's wrong with me? And it's like, but look at all these other things I got. And just yep. stressing over like the silliest things. Looking back, like you said, it's that's a good piece of advice I feel like I would give to anyone that's entering, you know, the pro cheer world. It's like, take it seriously enough because it is serious. It is a job. But at the end of the day, gotta have fun and loosen up. I feel like I spent, like you said, spent a lot of time stressed about silly things. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, when you, even if you, when you try out and you don't make a team, like, yes, it hurts. It sucks. You're going to have, you're going to cry. Like it, it's just, <laughs> it does. And you know, it's just, there's always positive out of it though. And you know, they say when one door shuts, another one opens. And I completely believe that because there's been plenty of teams that I haven't made, but then I ended up on the Dolphins cheering in Wembley Stadium in London and then dancing at Super Bowl. I think I went to 10 different countries within three years with the Dolphins. Like, okay, so what? I didn't make that other team way back in 2010. Like yeah. now I'm doing this in 2020. Yeah. So I feel like your story is such a testament to that too. Like, one door closes, another one opens. And you're, I feel like you just kept going and going and you had this like amazing 10 year experience and you got to experience all these different teams and all these different sports even. And I just think that's amazing. And I always forget, I feel like at the beginning of this, when I was introducing you, I always forget that we cheered together I on know, Ice right? Angels. <laughs> it's such a weird, like, I don't know why I always forget that, but uh, Jamie, you did the ice skate thing. I yes. did not. <laughs> I was not an ice skater. Yes, I was an ice skater. I Thankfully, I had already learned when I danced for the Dallas Stars. Um, and oh, man, that was so hard being thrown into that. But my director was very much like, it's okay. Um, like, as long as you try. I'm like, okay. So my rookie year, I never touched the ice, never skated. But my veteran year, I was skating almost every single game. And yeah. those were really fun. I like dancing for hockey because it's so cold. You don't yes. sweat. It's oh so gosh. nice. And But it would be so fun because we'd skate during the periods. And then during the intermission, we'd have to like run and change out of our skate pants into our dance shorts, run upstairs, do a dance, come back down, put back on our pants, put back on our ice skates, which ice skates take forever to put back on. And then you have to be ready to go back on the ice. So that was really fun. It was like adrenaline rush, and those were really fun games. But yeah, Allen Americans, I did fall on the ice once. Um, it was very embarrassing. Luckily, not that many people. Wait, on saw. an actual game, you did? Yes. Was it when we were on? Yeah, it was my game? second year. Why don't I remember that? I don't know, but I mean, it's because not that many people saw because I actually fell out of the ice rink. Cause I was, the, Oh, I think I, I remember now yeah, I was called the, the bucket babe. And so I was the one in charge of this bucket. big heavy trash can bucket. And it has these giant wheels on the bottom and it's the end of the game. So it is filled with so much snow. Like it's so heavy. And so I go to pick it up and the wheels get caught. So the bucket goes flying <laughs> oh, no. everywhere. And I just go straight down. I like 
face plant flat down and like my feet are still in the ice rink. My body's outside of it. I had this huge bruise on my shin, but I like got up and you hear everybody on the two stands next to me is just like, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I stand up and I look around and I just run into the locker room. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> And then I was fine. I had a few bruises, but I came back out. And I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> just, just All good over here. Nothing to see. Yeah. Oh, that's so, funny. Well, okay. So specifically, that was a funny little uh, bout of resiliency. But <laughs> in a serious sense, going back to like, you know, if you had made a big deal out of not making a team and just quitting, then you wouldn't have went to all those countries and you wouldn't have done the things you did and the Super Bowl experience. And same for you, Jenny, you know, yours wasn't just a roll out of bed, show up and make it instantly either. Uh, Jenny, Jamie was talking about getting critiques or just like having thick skin. Do you have any things that, or any times that you remember or just ways that you went about continuing to move forward and taking the critiques, but yet not letting it just crumble you mentally? Yeah, I think for one of obviously the main thing is keeping your eye on the end goal. And that's kind of what kept me going is because throughout all of these auditions, I just had the end goal in mind. I was like, I want to be an NFL cheerleader and I'm going to keep doing what it takes to get there. And I know me and I know my persistence. And so like in the back of my mind, I was like, it's only a matter of time. I just got to keep pushing through. And then also another big thing for me, which I didn't really realize until later on, but throughout, throughout, you know, all the years of me being told no, and then I finally made the team, I was approached by a lot of other people and a lot of other girls that had been auditioning and just told me like that I inspired them and that, you know, they've been following my journey and that, you know, they didn't give up on something because of me. And in the moment I never realized I'm obviously not thinking about other people. I was thinking about myself. I want to make the team, but in hindsight, you know, if, if I was able to inspire someone else to chase their dreams too, then that makes it even more worth it. And so I think looking back, I didn't realize that I was having an impact on other people as well um, by just showing up and by, keeping a positive attitude and pressing forward. Um, so I think that was a big thing for me too, that I might've not realized in the time, but now I can kind of carry that with me and it makes me happy and proud of myself that I handled myself the way that I did and kept pushing forward because you never know who's watching and who's paying attention. And that's, that's huge for me. And I feel like everyone in that industry, you want to set a good example and be a good role model. Yeah. Um, let's get into uh, some of our questions that were sent into our Instagram at Bill for the Palms. Uh, Jenny, do you want to just kick us off with um, one of the questions that uh, someone had for, for Jamie? Yeah. So I feel like we've kind of talked about that already. One of the questions was, what are some tips on picking up choreography? Okay. So do you want to answer that one, Jamie? Sure. I can get some, I feel like the best advice and kind of the only way you can get better at choreography is doing it. <laughs> so as much as dance classes might be expensive or honestly dance, I, 
that's the only downside of dance classes, I would think. Besides that, it's cardio, it's workout, and you're exercising your brain as well, which is exactly what choreography is. The Looking back on it, even on Dolphins over three years of learning a routine compared to my rookie year to my veteran year, like you can just pick up choreography so much better just with experience and with yeah. doing it for so many times. But, and I typically am an overnighter. So once I learn a routine, it's hard for me to do it perfect right after it. But if I sleep on it one night, I can come back with it perfect. Unfortunately, sometimes in the professional world, though, it doesn't matter. You might learn a dance the same night and still have to audition it the same night. Doesn't always happen, but there are those rare instances where they're like, okay, let's see who can do this part. And that's just it, whether you can do it that night or not. Um, also, another thing is just thinking about this step, the next step before it happens. And I am strict, Jenny and I are different on this. I am a strict <laughs> counter. I count everything. I don't understand when choreographers are like, a boom, ka, pa, and it's just, <laughs> and I'm like, and that's me. <laughs> and Jenny is like, perfect for that. And so we would always help each other out on like, she's like, okay, what count is this on? And I'd come to like, okay, what word is this on? Yeah. And so I, I would know like the word. I'd be like, it's, or the, like you said, like boom, boom, hit. <laughs> yeah. Jenny was good at that. So that's another thing, taking from different choreographers. That was something that I had, yeah. I could do it, but it, it was harder for me. That is what I struggled with. And so those are the choreographers that I needed to take classes from because I knew personally, like that's not what I'm good with. And on teams, you never know what kind of choreography you're gonna be thrown. It's usually, you're usually doing a variety of everything. Um, but yeah, and then thinking about the next step that if I'm not thinking about what I'm gonna do next, uh, it'll completely go out of my head. Like, I feel like muscle memory doesn't happen for a while. So you gotta really do it multiple times before that'll kick in and help you. Yeah. What, what would you say, Jenny, anything different? I, no, I definitely agree. And I feel like for me, learning choreography and picking up choreography quickly was always something that I struggled with. And I had to take it home and practice and practice. And I think one of the main things for me, obviously everything you said, like doing it over and over and over, like that's really the best way to learn, take different types of classes. But for me, it was a confidence thing too, because I would get so nervous when I would like learn a dance and have to do it in front. Like even, even with dolphins, our rookie year or like training camp, our rookie year, we'd have to learn a dance and then we'd have to perform it for the coaches to make sure that we know it, to make sure that we, and even if I knew it, I could have done it perfectly five seconds ago, but I would get nervous because yep. I knew that they were watching me and like judging me. And I would just kind of like freeze up and black out sometimes. So for me, it was like a confidence thing. And once I got that level of confidence and kind of just like tricked my brain into just kind of having to snap out of it, that was a big game changer for me was like mm -hmm. having the confidence to be like, I know this, I'm not going to mess up. I just did it. I'm not gonna freeze and black out. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was big for me, but everything that you said was great advice as well. Love it. Y'all are funny. <laughs> boom, boom, gotta, 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 gotta. I saw um, a TikTok video the other day of these two people and she was like, boom, boom, kick, kick, cock, cock, woo, got it? And they were like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I'd be like, no, count me out. I'm just not in this one. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so do you, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, no, uh, keep taking it away. I was going to say another 
question that we got was about Super Bowl. And I don't really know what they mean by Super Bowl, but I'm going to form it into my own question because Hard Rock Stadium hosted Super Bowl last year. And so that was so cool for us. I actually was on military tour, which was amazing and such an incredible experience. I was in Guantanamo Bay for the Super Bowl, but that means I didn't get to experience the Super Bowl here since it was home. But Jamie did, and I know that was like the coolest thing ever. So Jamie got to actually dance at the halftime performance. So I'll let you explain that. Um, yeah. Your experience um, there. Actually, kind of sentimental. I remember Jamie and I's rookie year was when they started advertising for the Super Bowl. And in the stadium, they'd have the Super Bowl 2020 like circling the stadium. And I remember looking up at it during games and being like, oh, that'd be so cool to be here when we're when we're doing that. And literally, I, I was able to do that. And it happened. I know it happened. Um, but yeah, it was really neat. That whole week leading up to it, I had appearances every single day. I think I did seven, exactly seven that week leading up. So that was really neat. I got to do a lot of appearances at the Super Bowl experiences, um, got to meet Roger Goodell and like really awesome experiences with the whole Super Bowl. And then with that as well, we, the Miami Dolphins cheerleaders, all of us got the opportunity to dance with Shakira during the halftime. And so it was a lot of practices and really long hours. I remember when I made the team my third year, I straight up went to my boss and I was like, go ahead and block off Super Bowl week vacation. Like I'll work if I can, but I'm not saying no to anything. So I might, I might've gone in in the morning and worked like three hours. And then that was it. I was doing appearances or practices, but it was really neat. We ended up seeing the Super Bowl performance, I think seven times and that last our last dress rehearsal with JLo and with Shakira. Um, it was so cool. I touched JLo's hand. It was really exciting. <laughs> I, I did. Um, she went around and she thanked everybody. And I was me and uh, my other friend on the team, Katie, we like snuck our way up to the front of the stage. Not really snuck. You had to like battle your way. Like you, you were <laughs> rolling bows. Yes. Like you had to fight to get to the front of the stage. But yeah, she reached out and she touched my hand as she thanked us all. So it was really cool. But uh, yeah, it was really fun. We technically danced for Shakira. So we got to, you know, we were wearing cute little red numbers and danced with her. And then for the JLo part, we had to run to the side and put on like street clothes, like normal clothes. And then we were all the fans jumping around being like, JLo! Yeah. They actually have people choreographed to do that during the Super Bowl. To jump around and like, woo! Yes, and it was so funny. So they have, uh, we all had headphones in. And um, we, it's during the J-Lo part. And it's our first time seeing her do it. And so we're at all, all at our section. And we're all together. And all of us are just so starstruck. Because we're actual like professional cheerleaders. We're all like, like we were just like, yes. Straight up, all of us are just like, and meanwhile, we're supposed to be like, like freaking out. And so we hear in our headphones, they were like, Miami Dolphins cheerleaders, we need more energy. And we're like, oh, whoops. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're supposed to be doing stuff right now. But uh, yeah, it was really neat, really awesome. And then there were also some of us, Miami Dolphins cheerleaders, a group of us that got to dance at the tailgate party before the Super Bowl. So it was a really long day. It was really fun though. So we got to dance before and then we did the halftime and then that was it. So it was a whirlwind of a week, but it was absolutely amazing. I'm really glad I got to do it and be able to be a part of that. 
Yeah. What a cool experience. I know I, that's the one thing I wish I could have done, even yeah. though I was on a military tour. I know, which are so amazing. Hard. It was so hard for me because I was like, I'm so happy to be here, but also like I could be at the Super Bowl right now. But <laughs> so I'll, I'll forever be a little jealous, but I'm, it's so cool that you had that experience. It was neat. Very cool. Well, that sounded like a jam-packed day on the Super Bowl. One of the other questions was you can kind of reference a more uh, quote-unquote normal game day. What are some of the challenges you face on game day, whether that's prepping or in the midst of it, afterwards? Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, Miami, oh, God, that <laughs> heat, that heat. <laughs> It is so not bad. melting your makeup off your face for starters. <laughs> it is so horrible. And um, I mean, I my co-captain my last year was cracking up at me because we're supposed to be like prepping our rookies for the first game. And I'm like, it's horrible. You're gonna feel like you're gonna die. It's but and then she's like, but no sugar coating. And I'm like, I'm just letting them know like they need to know how to prep. So I feel like it's funny for most other teams, you know, we really watch what we eat and we want to make sure we look very thin and toned on game days. We're dolphins. No, we're drinking Pedialyte, Gatorade. I'm eating as many carbs as I can. Like you are carb loading and hydrating. Where normally it's like, oh, let me not drink as much water and like not eat any carbs before a game day because I want to look really thin. Where no, dolphins, you have to prep strategically i remember our first game i think they said it was like 120 we had five girls pass out and i remember cheering and talking to myself being like it's okay there's only three minutes left you're not gonna die it's okay it's okay you start getting like the full body chills because yeah. it's so hot yeah you're so course. hot and sweaty that now you're freezing cold it's really weird and so i remember we go back to the locker room and there's like a girl on a stretcher getting an iv and like I, our director came in and yelled at us and she goes, everybody needs to finish a full bottle of water before you leave the locker room. And that's actually kind of funny for me. Yeah, that was my main thing was dealing with the heat. And so even during halftime, I would never hang out in the locker room. I would get my bottle of water and I would just lay on the floor in the dance studio because I needed like space and I just needed to like cool down. And I'd usually put my feet up in the air because my feet were dying. And yeah, that was it. Oh, that's another thing. Painful feet. Oh, um, yeah, usually cheer foot attire is not very pleasant. Um, mm -hmm. I learned my trick was just putting icy hot all over my feet, which probably oh, yeah. wasn't very good for that them, trick. But it would just like numb your feet. So, yeah, that was usually it would kind of help for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, icy I feel hot? Like... What? Icy hot? No way. Yes. Uh-huh. It was actually one of my girlfriends told me to do it just for like heels when she goes out at night. So I was like, why don't I just do it on my feet for game days? So I would just, I would get the spray kind and I just spray my feet. And it, it was funny though, cause your feet do go between hot and cold. And then it's like around halftime, they just go numb. <laughs> <laughs> Which is better than the pain that we usually feel. So. Yes. Yes. Much better. Might as well just numb them up. Jenny, do you remember the one time though we both did it and we came home and we had tile floors and we took off our boots and we went to like walk to our bedrooms and we were both like, oh my god, it's so cold. Yes. Like, we had the icy hot on them. We yeah, like icy hot on the bottom of your feet is a very weird sensation. Yeah, it is. I don't know if 
I really recommend it. Like I told my aunt, and she was like, I don't think that's healthy. And I'm like, oh, well. I was well, just going to say, for us. I was just going to say for everyone listening, we are at Built for the Palms, not prescribing to this. We, <laughs> to we these do actors. not endorse this. Yeah. Anything practice. you hear on this podcast episode is is opinionated please seek advice from your doctor <laughs> yeah exactly not recommend this yeah. although we did it <laughs> but, um, but i feel like when it comes to game day in pro cheer nfl cheer any any cheer i feel like people don't realize how much effort goes into it like you don't think of it as like being a full-blown sport or I feel like a lot of people don't think that way, but like game days are intense. Like we out there in the sun dancing, like it is hard. Like I look back sometimes and I'm like, how on earth did we do that? Yeah. I mean, it's like the game is three to four hours, but it's a 12 hour day for us. Yeah. I mean, we're up at the crack of dawn and then practice before and then appearances before. And then it's, the entire game we're dancing. And even for halftime, it's like, don't you get a break during halftime? And I'm like, about two minutes of it, we're just running yeah. to get to the locker room. Sprinting in our heels. Sprinting in our heels, heels to get to the locker room. And then you have about five minutes. I, I told my rookies this too. I was like, you can either go to the bathroom, retouch up yourself or eat and drink. I was like, you can't do two of those. Like you only have enough time for one of those. Like pick what it is. And then you'd also have to be ready. We would always do kick line right after halftime. So usually we're like in our splits trying to like touch up or eating chicken nuggets like while we're in our splits. Like it was ridiculous. Oh my gosh. I remember there was times where I wish, like I wanted to just stay in my corner and not go to the locker room because like we would have to run to the locker room and then sit there for like you said, sometimes only 60 seconds and then have to run back out. And I'm like, I don't want to go. I just yeah. want to be here. It's more work just to run to the locker room and then run back. Yeah. Like, can I just stay here and sit? Like, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah. Game day is so much more exhausting than people realize. I'll say that much. How, how long is each dance, do you think? And how many, if you could guess an average, are you doing per game? Well, we do what we call sideline dances. And so we have like um, probably like around 20 dances that are like two eight counts long and we just repeat them. Mm -hmm. And so depending on which song is playing, the captain will just call a dance. And so there's, I mean, we pretty much do them nonstop anytime there's a timeout, um, anytime that the game's not actually being played. Because when the game's going on, we're standing there watching the game, but Anytime, anytime out of squad or anything like that, we're dancing. And then there's, um, we do end zone dances in between first and second quarter and then second and third quarter and then our kick line. So those ones are like the main dances that we do, I would say, for the game that we practice the most for. And those are, what would you say, Jamie? Like maybe a couple minutes? Yeah, I think those are like a minute and a half to two. Yeah. And then pregame is usually like what Ooh. four minutes? Yeah, pregame is pregame is a killer. <laughs> a killer. <laughs> so pregame. Huh? Go ahead. And of course it's the first thing we do at the game. So it's like, let's just kill ourselves now. And yeah. And it's when there's like 
hardly anyone showed up to the game yet because not many people are in their seats before kickoff, like 10 minutes before kickoff. They're usually trickling in. So we're like, you know, we've put our like blood, sweat, and tears into this literally game performance. And then we get out there and there's like no one in the stands. I'm like, where are you people? You're supposed to be watching us. Yeah, it, I feel like it's usually just like our friends and family that are in the stands for pregame. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm always like, "Mom, you could just like come down to the front row. No one's gonna stop you during pregame. Like, yeah. just come down and watch it." Um, but yeah, that one's long because it's like three minutes of dancing, and then we end with a kick line, and then a jump split. So that's always the brutal one there. But yeah, Jenny's right. I mean, we're doing those sidelines like the whole entire time. And then even when you're not dancing, you're still like performing, like your shoulders got to be back you're out, yeah. and you're smiling and you always have to be smiling. That was yeah. my issue. That, that too. Like people don't realize how exhausting it is literally to just stand there with your shoulders back with a smile on your face, trying not to sweat off your makeup when it's 120 degrees. Like even, that, even that's exhausting. It is. It's all <gasps> the things we do. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, next season when I'm watching games on TV, every time they're actually not playing, I'll I'll have like a running stopwatch to accumulate the amount of time you're probably dancing throughout the entire game. Oh, there you go. And okay. then I can tell everyone how many minutes I actually danced. Yeah. Uh, do you know, we were always sorry. Uh, we were always curious how many calories we burn in a game, and we're like, can't one of us like wear a Fitbit like just once? Like obviously we couldn't, but I I am so curious to know how many calories we burned it in would the game day. Probably be like well over a thousand, I would say. Yeah, I would probably guess fifteen hundred, but I don't know. We should have put one on our ankles and like inside our boot. Inside of a boot. Yeah. Well, I, I've seen. People I guess do we'll that. never know. <laughs> I've seen people do that at the gym. I don't know how accurate it is, but uh, yeah. I, I wanted to ask. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I wanted to ask you when you were cheering for the Dallas Mavericks, if you have any um, crazy Mark Cuban stories of him, like being on the court, like yelling or doing anything absurd. Honestly, no. I mean, for the most part, I mean, we never saw Mark Cuban ever, but, and then at games, we were never just out like in the stadium, we were always in the tunnel waiting to waiting for our turn to dance. The mm -hmm. only times we might be out in the stands would be fourth quarter. And we'd be up in the stands, like in a line, just waiting to run out and do a dance. And Mavericks, I have never been so scared, like for a year. Like Mavericks is very stressful and very um, just as a rookie, like everything was new for me, which any team you're on. As your rookie year, you're nervous. So when I was in the stands and like, you know, I was not enjoying it. I am like stressing about every single tag that might be called or what the <laughs> next dance is. Like, I'm not enjoying it. I remember it, even when I was dancing for the Mavericks, it was not until December. And that I finally like was out, like we were running out to do a dance and I look up in the stands and I was like, I'm a Dallas Mavericks dancer. Like, it was just, like, it finally hit me, like, in December. Like, so random at this game. Like, it was the first time that I looked into the stands and, like, appreciated what I was doing. Like, because I was so nervous all the time. And, like, you were expected to be perfect, which I don't know what team doesn't expect perfection. But, um, yeah, it was it was a special moment for me. I still remember that. Like, where Dolphins, I remember uh, Wembley Stadium 
I was just about to say that was that moment for me. <laughs> that was that moment for me with Dolphins. I have never heard a louder set of fans and because yeah. they don't have football there. So they are so excited for us. And we're in the tunnels and they introduce the world famous Miami Dolphins cheerleaders. And like, I still get goosebumps every time. Like the crowd was so loud. That was probably one of my best moments on Dolphins for sure. Yeah. And that, that was our first game ever because we were mm -hmm. rookies and our very first home game got postponed because it was Hurricane Irma. Mm -hmm. Irma. Yep. And so it got pushed back and Wembley Stadium in London ended up being our very first game ever as Dolphins cheerleaders. And we were just like blown away. The fans there were crazy because like Jamie said, they don't have football. They don't have NFL there. So like it was the Dolphins versus I think it was like the Saints maybe. I don't even remember. But everyone on Regent Street, that's what it's called, right? The street. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone on Regent Street, like just crowds and crowds of people wearing like jerseys for every single team. Like yep. they didn't, they didn't care that it was just the Dolphins versus the Saints or whoever. They were just repping their team. Like it was, it was so cool. Like I've never felt more appreciated. Yep. And like more famous. <laughs> I was like, I'm really not that cool, but keep <laughs> me like I'm like keep it coming. No, I that know. was I, so cool. I remember telling my parents, I'm like, we had our own security team yeah. and they were the nicest guys, but there was a set of like 10 or 12 guys that like took us everywhere and they were always around us. And I'm like, I've never felt so cool. I was like, yeah. I'm like, I need to go to the restroom. They'd be like, okay. Like with their little walkie talkie, like I'm going to yeah. follow you. And they would like wait outside. <laughs> No one to be here. Yeah. And I mean, even fan everybody we passed was just like cheerleaders. Like they just don't see that that often in London. So it was it was quite an awesome first game ever. Yes, to say the least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, this episode has been amazing, Jamie. Thanks for everything that you've shared, just whether it's having fun with Jenny or your uh wisdom and advice from your career. Uh, Jenny, as we go to wrap this up, I'll let you take the reins here and just uh, conclude our conversation with Jamie, um, whether it's last bit of topics or y'all just having your coffee shop goodbyes. Um, so take it away. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited that you were on and that everyone got to hear your story because I really feel like a lot of people will, will resonate with that. And I think that they'll take a lot away from that um, because you just, you've seen it all. I feel like you've, you've been around and you've experienced it all and you have just like the best advice and the best stories and the best experiences. So thank you for sharing that with everyone. I, I'm sure everyone's going to be super appreciative of that. Um, thank yeah. you. I appreciate I'm it. With you. <laughs> I have. It's, I looked it up at one point. Um, it was, I've been to 18 auditions. So um, I've definitely had like my fair share of yeses and nos. So, I mean, that first year I auditioned for five teams before I made one. So I've sure have been around the block, been to a few auditions, but yeah, yeah. it's all about just cool. bouncing back and coming back with your best self. Yeah. So everyone follow Jamie. The Jamie Lynn and then Jamie Lynn's cakes. If you want some cakes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, follow Jamie and you know, she'll be another great resource. If you have any questions, I'm sure she would love to answer them. If you want to DM her, she's 
She's awesome. Thanks, Jenny. <laughs> Thanks again, Jamie. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Jenny. Episode three, there it was. Episode what, three. I, I really loved uh, what Jamie said about how she talked to herself in the mirror. And <laughs> even though she said it felt silly, but to me, I don't think it's silly at all because we constantly are performing self-talk with ourselves. And most mm-hmm. of the time it tends to be negative, unfortunately. So I think something like talking in the mirror or just talking to yourself in general in positive regards is important. That self-affirmation um, when you're walking into an audition or a uh, tough rehearsal or you're just not your best that day. Um, I love yeah. that, what she said. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like what you said is so true. Most people subconsciously don't even, we don't even realize we're doing it. But like you said, a lot of our like head talk to ourselves is a lot of it's negative or not, not even negative, but just like we second guess ourselves or we question things. And it's not usually like words of affirmation and self-love type talk. So I really liked that also. And everything that Jamie said with how diligent and how strict she is like, that is not a joke. Like she, <laughs> she, she is that way, which I think is why she's had so much success and such a great, um, you know, professional cheerleading career because she is very diligent with everything she does. So I'm really, I'm really glad that she came on today because I feel like yeah. that was, she had a lot of good nuggets of information. Yeah. Two more things before we sign off was I like that. She said, um, she wishes she had more fun at times. And I think, you know, you, you've talked about that and just reminding everyone out there that while the process is hard and while you're super focused to take that time to take that breath in and just uh, enjoy it, enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I know that. And we, then, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say that Karina and I, we talked about that on episode two and it's, mm-hmm. it's so true. Yeah. And lastly, she said things suck sometimes and that's okay, but, but doors open, you know, you just got to keep going and and doors will open. So I really love that from Jamie. Yeah, of course. And I feel like you have to believe that like when one door closes, another door opens and you have to keep an open mind to be able to experience that door that will open for you. And I think a lot of that comes with persistence and not giving up and keeping the end goal in sight. Yeah. All right. That was episode three. Jenny, we'll see you again for episode four. All right. Awesome. Looking forward to it. All right. All right, everyone. That was episode three of Built for the Palms podcast. Once again, thanks to Jamie and uh, our founder, our boss lady, Jenny Smith, co-host of Built for the Palms. If you want to try a free trial, don't forget to go to builtforthepalms.com. You can find that link in the description of this episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, double tap, swipe up, do all the things, share it with your friends. We surely appreciate uh, your support. Until next time, Joe Roscoe here signing off. 